Brad Robertson welcoming you back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that is happy to welcome Golden Globe Award winning and three-time Oscar-nominated actress Diane Cannon. Of course, everyone listening to us knows Diane for her movie roles opposite such stars as Walter Matthau, Al Pacino, Sean Connery, Peter Sellers, and Harvey Keitel, but she has also done a lot of television throughout her career, including early roles in such classics as Gunsmoke, Wanted Dead or Alive, and many of the shows produced by Warner Brothers Television, as well as later in her career in such shows as Alec McBeal, The Rockford Files movies, and most recently, the Pure Flix comedy series, Mood Swings. Diane Cannon has an appearance coming up in Hollywood on Sunday, January 26th. We'll tell you more about that in just a second. But first, Diane Cannon, welcome to TV Confidential. Thank you, Ed. That's a very nice welcome. Thank you. One of the fun things I love about doing this program, Diane, is learning stuff about the guests that I either didn't know or relearning stuff that I had forgotten. For example, I forgot that you played Whipper on Alec McBeal. Oh, I sure did. My whipper and, and her waddle. Yes, I know. I was going to say, I, I think more people learned about what waddle was for the first time than, than, than probably ever before. Oh, yeah, well, I think that was some really good writing, too. Yeah, well, that's, that's David E. Kelly. And uh, he always knew how to push the envelope and uh, have a mix and fun. And the, and the fun thing about, at least for a viewer, uh, is that you never know what you were going to see on Alan McBeal, sometimes it'd be funny, sometimes it'd be drama, and sometimes everyone else would break out dancing. Yeah, you're right. That's what, but that's what, what's called being unpredictable, and that's what he was so good at. Was the, still is. And, and, and still is, very much today. Was the unpredictability of the character, the show, was that what attracted you to that part? It was just so brilliantly written. It was just so much fun and so different. And I just went on, actually, as a guest star, and they they loved the character so much that they made me a regular on the show. That was great fun. In general, what do you look for when a part comes your way? Do, do you look for the story? Do you look for the character? Does it depend on whether it's a comedy or a drama? What do you look for? Well, my preference is comedy, always. But I look for the wholeness of the story. How good is the whole thing? Because if you just have a good part, in a bad script, it doesn't add up to much. So I look for reading the whole thing with an eye for reality, for truth, for comedy, for drama. The best pieces have both, of course. But I tend to really love the comedy idea more. So in other words, if someone sends you sides, you might say, okay, this, this is good, but I'd like to see what I'm saying is in the context of the whole picture. Oh, absolutely. I don't... I don't uh,
Well, hopefully we are presenting our good side as we present, as, as we talk to a Diane Cannon, Diane Cannon, star of Heaven Can Wait, Bob and Carol, Ted and Alice, Honeysuckle Rose, The Last of Sheila, Alec McBeal, and many other movies and TV shows for our listeners. In Southern California, Diane will be appearing at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood on Sunday, January 26th, following a special screening of The Last of Sheila. Diane will be in conversation with Richard Benjamin and film historian Foster Hirsch. For tickets, more information, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com, or the events page on Facebook. I can't remember the last time I've seen The Last of Sheila or whether I've seen it at all, but so I'm really looking forward to seeing it at the Egyptian on, on the 26th, Diane. But I understand the movie is really like a puzzle. Oh, it is. It's a game. It's a game, and you have to figure out the game, and it's fun for the audience because they, they have to see if they can figure it out before the film ends. But it's definitely a game with, with clues. It's a game that they actually played with real people in New York. I live on the West Coast, so I wasn't privy to be part of that. But I think Richard was. It was actually a game that you had to figure out the clues to. So it's great fun. It, it, it's done very well over the years. It's, it's still great fun to watch. The day that Diane mentions are Anthony Perkins and Stephen Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim and Anthony Perkins, they wrote The Last of Sheila. That's right. And the guy that just wrote Knives Out, which is a film that's current, said that he was inspired by Last of Sheila. Well, that's cool. Yeah. When you make a movie, when you make a television show, you have your sense, your instinct when you're making it that it's good and that you made a good choice, but you never know how it's going to be received and you never know, uh, you know, what sort of legs it may have once it's released to the public. So I'm sure as an actress, as a performer, I'm, I'm sure it makes you feel good. It gives you a sense of pride when a movie such as The Last of Sheila still resonates and finds new audiences. Oh, yeah. It's wonderful. And, you know, I've, I've only been, by the grace of God, I've only been wrong a couple times when I thought a film would do well and it didn't. Most of the time, when the script is really solid and you have the privilege of working with not just great people but wonderful actors, you, you get a feel about it, you know? You get a feel about about what the public will like. I guess if that was true across the board, the studios would do better, right? <laughs> but yeah. at, at the same time, you know, being right 99.99 cents of the time, I mean, that's a good tracker for you, which, which shows that you're, you, you, look, at the end of the day, whether we're artists, whether we're working in show business, whether we're working in any, any other business, all we can do is make the best choices we can possibly make when we decide to uh, take on a project or make this decision or make that decision. All At the end of the day, all we have is to rely on on our instincts and our, and our belief that what we're doing will take us in the direction we want to go. That's right. Well, I pray a lot. That helps me. Well, yes, that, that I mean, I, I can, I, I'm, I'm nodding as, as, as you say that. I can speak to that. <laughs> I can speak to that as well. Uh, <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy 
happy price, price line. Uh, Diane Cannon will be appearing at uh, the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood along with Richard Benjamin and film historian Foster Hirsch on Sunday, January 26th, following a special screening of The Last of Sheila. For tickets and more information, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com. For those of you who are on uh, Instagram, you can follow Diane Cannon on Instagram as well. One of the people that uh, you've been fortunate enough to work with in your career is James Garner. You did one of the Rockford Files movies back in the 90s. I interviewed Jim at the time your movie was first broadcast, Diane, and he sparkled at the mention of your name. What are your memories of working with James Garner? Oh, well, just an ultimate pro and such a wonderful actor. Just, you know, a great person, a great person. Great humor, great ability. A good leader, just just nothing but raves about him. I love. And like a lot of uh, actors, both in film but and on television, you know, worked very hard to create a sense of family on the set, so that if you're a guest player, you know, joining that extended family, you felt home right away. Oh yeah, you didn't feel like a guest. You just felt like part of the family, as you say. It was like. Being, being on a set with him was like going to summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the skipping stones part. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, I understand that you are working on a musical right now. What, yes. can, you t- what, what can you tell our listeners about that? I've been doing that for, well, I wrote a book called Dear Carrie. Mm-hmm. That was beautifully received. It was on the New York Times bestseller list six years ago, and then four and a half years later, it was on the New York Times bestseller list three three more times, which was interesting because I didn't have a press agent, I haven't done a series, but it was just people identifying with it. And so five years ago, based on the book, we started to write a musical. And we've got about 25 songs. We've got a book. It took a little turn. We're, look, we're looking now for the right comedy writer to help us um, make it a little lighter. It got a little too heavy. And I'm a comedy girl. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's where it's at. We're working on that. I've got several writers lined up. Uh, don't know if any of them will be right, but we wrote it. We wrote the book and the musical. So... Now we need some help with it. It it sounds like I mean I I I, I know nothing about musicals except that there are some that I like and sometimes I do like to break out in the song in the middle of nowhere. But uh, <laughs> go ahead, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> but it if I hear you correctly, when it comes to writing a musical, the important thing is to work on the story first, and then the music comes forth. Is was that your experience? Well. Not quite, because in a musical, they work hand in hand, and that's why it's such a challenge. Because I'm talking to you now, and in order to get on to our next subject, we do that with songs. And then when the song lets off, then we start with the dialogue again. So the song has to propel the story forward. So that's why it's difficult to just do the book and then do the music. It has to be in tandem. Of course... As as we hinted in our open, uh, 
this is not your first go around with music. Uh, what are you, I mean, and, and again, this is one of the cool things I learned about you. Uh, early in your career, you were Rosemary in the national tour of how to succeed in business without really trying. So music, in, in a way, writing a music, taking on a musical, writing a musical about your life, it's kind of a full circle for you. Yes, and also I sang in a, in a musical movie with Willie Nelson, Honeysuckle mm-hmm. Rose. Yeah. And I co-wrote Shaka Khan's title song for her album. So I've been writing music for a long time. I just don't talk a lot about it. Well, it, okay, well, if, if I may, if I could ask you one more music, musical-related question. Because um, sure. whenever I get a chance to talk to a songwriter or, or composer, be a writer myself, I, I like to know, does the music, for you, does the music come first? Does the lyric come first? Or does it depend on what story you're trying to tell on the song? Exactly. It depends on, oh, I'm walking down the street to a brand new beat. I want to know I've got a brand new beat. I've got a da 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 da. Oh, okay, let's write, a, let's write a, a, a melody to that. And then sometimes the melody will come without the lyric. And sometimes, even in dreams, they come together. Mm-hmm. So it's individual. It's, it's really individual, and it depends on whatever's going on. On line with us is Golden Globe Award-winning actress, singer, songwriter, and Los Angeles Lakers fan. Diane Cannon. For our listeners in Southern California, Diane will be appearing at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood on Sunday, January 26th, following a special screening of The Last of Sheila. Diane will be in conversation that night with Richard Benjamin and film historian Foster Hirsch. For tickets, more information, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com. You can also follow Diane Cannon on Instagram, we mentioned mood swings, and this goes back to, you know, you're a comedy girl. And right. I haven't downloaded the Pure Flix app, but uh, having seen some of the trailers and having talked to Donna Mills a couple of weeks ago, I'm now going to make sure I check out uh, mood swings. But from what I've seen and from what I know about the show, Crystal Hunter put it together. It was kind of satisfying for her because it took a lot of perseverance for her to get it on the air. You know something? I just applaud her. She has become a friend. I just adore her. She worked so hard on this. And I just gave her kudos. She really worked hard and went out of her way and, and, and did something that was fun. I appeared on one episode and because I love her so much. Mm-hmm. And, and if it goes forward, then I'll be happy to, to do more shows as I've been invited to do. But she's a darling girl and worked so hard. And I, I just as I said, so proud of her. Mood Swings is available for streaming on demand on PureFlix. Uh, go to pureflix.com to download the app if you don't already have it. Uh, Diane Cannon is, can be seen in Mood Swings along with Donna Mills and the show's star and creator, Crystal Hunt. Now, I, I don't want to be predictable, but we are in the middle of the NBA season. And in, in a lot of ways, Diane Cannon is almost as ubiquitous uh, to the L.A. Lakers is Jack Nicholson, so the Lakers are having a good... Wait a minute! <laughs> Hold it! Hold it! What do you mean, almost? I've been there a lot more than that. Uh-uh. Uh, anyhow, go ahead. <laughs> are they going to go all the way this year? Uh, I think, I'll tell you what, it's the Lakers year. Okay. I'm proud of them. 
I'm so proud of them. They've worked so long and so hard to get here. I'm so proud. And they got LeBron, who is uh, leading the ship. And uh, it, it looks like uh, by sheer, forget the fact that he's supremely talented and there's probably no other, no better competitor in the league than he, but he set out to lead the team and it's beginning to pay off. His leadership, his leadership is amazing. He's the first one off the bench. He's constantly cheering. He's not afraid to say it any way it is. He insisted on Anthony Davis. He got him. The two of them on the court together, I tell you, it's like watching a ballet. If you shut out the noise of the crowd and put music to it, I've never seen, I've never seen such great acts. I'm just so proud to be, you know, I've been watching a lot of years, and they've been getting my brownies for mm-hmm. about 26 years. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm there to cheer them on and to love them and to and pray my way through the game. <laughs> I probably shouldn't admit this to you, Diane, but I grew up in Northern California. So I, I saw the Warriors win the championship in 75. Then I saw a lot of bad teams for the next 30 years. But when Jerry West joined the team about five, six years ago, he was very instrumental in turning that team around. And so I was, kind of, I was sad to see Jerry West move on to another challenge. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, there's just nobody like him. Basketball gold. Everything he touches uh, turns beautifully yeah. around. He's, he's got that. He's Mr. Basketball, without a question. And, yeah. Ed, I've been watching it so long that I was there at the Lakers when he was playing for the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I understand the first time you had courtside seats, you met Jerry West up close and personal. I sure did. So <laughs> coffee all over me. <laughs> yeah, that was up close personal. How did you know that? I, I took a deep dive in Diane Cannonist before you called. I see. Yeah. I see. Well, that's for sure. That's when he was playing. But he, unlike a lot of players, he just understands not just what's on the court, but the business. Yeah. The business side of it, you know? Well, and as, as we just alluded to, the fact that after he left the Lakers, he went to the Warriors, and after he went to the Warriors, he went to another team, and everywhere he goes, the team, he makes the teams better, and it's, it's because of him. Always. Yeah. Yeah, always. And it is because of him. Got to give him credit. Okay. Absolutely. Diane Cannon is on the line with us. Diane Cannon, star of The Last of Sheila, Mood Swings, Ally McBeal, and other movies and TV series. We'll take a quick time out, and we'll talk some more with Diane when we come back on TV Confidential. Attention timeshare owners. This is an urgent consumer alert from the Timeshare Exit Hotline, a national company specializing in helping consumers legally get out of their expensive timeshare contract. Our experienced partners are offering you a way to legally get rid of your timeshare. You'll never pay another timeshare maintenance bill again, and all your obligations will be terminated. You can begin saving today. Even if you've tried another company to get rid of your timeshare, call and see if we can help you. At the Timeshare Exit Hotline, we only accept payment after an agreement has been made to get you out of your timeshare. Make this complimentary free call and learn how our honest partners can help anyone, anywhere, legally get out of their timeshare nightmare. 800-715-6093. 
That's 800-715-6093. Hi, this is Rhonda Shear, and you're staying up all night or day with TV Confidential. Buying or selling a home can be one of the most stressful things we'll ever do in life, but it doesn't have to be. And no one knows better than our friends at Front Porch Realty Group. Their community of realtors serving the Northern Bay Area of California that cares about their clients as individuals first and foremost. Whether you're a first-time buyer or looking to lease or sell your property in the Bay Area, Front Porch Realty Group will help you through this important transition by providing you with the right information for your situation while lessening the pain. They also work with a network of realtors throughout California who provide the same high caliber of customer service. Call Front Porch Realty Group at 415-886-7411 for a realtor referral near you. You can also visit their website, frontporchrealtygroup.com, for more information on the services they provide, including upcoming workshops and seminars. For more information, call 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com. Front Porch Realty Group. They'll find the solution that works best for you. Uber is the mobile app that connects you with a driver for immediate transportation. Request a ride at the tap of a button and you have a driver curbside in minutes. You can choose to be driven in a black car, SUV, or you can choose UberX, the low-cost Uber for a ride in a hybrid or mid-range car. Payment is seamless and cashless. Build to your card on file with no need to tip. Enter the promo code TV Confidential after you download the app to receive a free first ride up to $20. For more information, go to get.uber.com forward slash go forward slash TV Confidential. Hey, this is Laura Neamey. You're listening to TV Confidential. And Robert's with a reminder that Richard Benjamin will join us at the top of the hour. We hope you stay tuned for that. In the meantime, on the line with us right now is Diane Cannon. Diane Cannon, star of Heaven Can Wait, Bob and Carol and Ted and Alice, The Anderson Tapes, Honeysuckle Rose, The Last of Sheila, Allie McBeal, Mood Swings, and other movies and TV series. Mood Swings is currently available on the streaming service PureFlix, go to pureflix.com for more information. For our listeners in Southern California, Diane Cannon will be appearing at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood on Sunday, January 26, following a special screening that night of The Last Sheila. Diane will be in conversation with her co-star from The Last Sheila, Richard Benjamin, as well as film historian Foster Hirsch. For tickets and more information, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com, as well as the events page on Facebook. You can follow Diane Cannon on Instagram. I understand you have uh, you have a movie coming out called Hope's Legacy. What can you tell our listeners about that? Well, it's a sweet little movie that I made in Maryland with some people who wanted to make a low-budget film about the love of horses, and they're one of my first loves, mm-hmm. and the people were very kind and very nice, and so we made it, and it's a, it's a family film. It's not an edgy piece that keeps you on your seat, but it's a family film about hope and faith and what you believe in. Well... In times such as these, sometimes you want 
to tune in something that will make you forget about what's going on or forget about your own problems for an hour and a half, two hours, and uh, lose yourself in the story of a family. And, of course, you know, who doesn't love horses? Well, you know, it's so true that the, the divisiveness, the spirit of the divisiveness country is such as I've never seen it. And, and we do need more films like that. And I, and I saw one the other day that made me so happy to see, which was Tom Hanks' film, A Day in the Neighborhood, which is the same thing, about a man who loved, about neighbors, right? Yep. And a man who just loved, no matter what was going on, he just really learned to live love. And they gave him hell for it, yep. but he persevered. So it is, as you say, that's a good point, Ed, it's, I think now more than ever we need films like that. Yeah, that that is on my bucket list of movies to see between now and when the Oscars are presented on February 9th. Okay, we mentioned we mentioned Hope's Legacy. We mentioned your upcoming appearance at the Egyptian on Sunday, January 26th uh, here here in Hollywood. Is there anything else you have on the horizon, Diane, that you're at liberty to tell our listeners about? Well, I'm excited to go to Disneyland tomorrow and do the Star Wars ride. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's other things on the horizon, and they will be announced in their appropriate time. But in the meantime, uh, oh yes, my book was optioned. They're going to make a 46-hour miniseries of it. Oh, cool! Is my it? My book, Dear Carrie, was optioned by the people that made Philomena. A British company, yeah, and they were going to make a movie, and then they decided a forty-six hour miniseries would be better. So it's going to be a four to six hour miniseries based on the life of Carrie. They've optioned my book. I'm executive producing it, and um, that's going to take some time. It's like now there's... I have to find out who's going to play me. Yeah, you, you yes, well, that you just answered my question. You, know, it sounds like you're in the pre-production stage where a lot of decisions have to be you know, considered and vetted out. There you go. Absolutely. Well, this has been a delight, Diane. I hope when uh, the miniseries is ready to roll and uh, some of the other movie uh, projects you hinted are ready to, for you to talk about, I hope you'll visit us one of these days again on TV Confidential. It would be my happy pleasure, Ed. Thank you so much, and Happy New Year to you and all of those who are listening and even to those that aren't. Diane Cannon will be appearing at the Egyptian Theater in Hollywood on Sunday, January 26th, following a special screening of The Last of Sheila. Diane will be in conversation with her co-star from The Last of Sheila, Richard Benjamin, and film historian Foster Hirsch. For tickets and more information, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com, AmericanCinematechCalendar.com, as well as the events page on Facebook. For more information on Hope's Legacy, go to ChristmasRanchMovie.com, ChristmasRanchMovie.com, as well as the Hope's Legacy page on Facebook. You can follow Diane Cannon on Instagram. Are you from California, Illinois, New York, Georgia, or any of the other 39 states that charge state income tax? Does your state claim you owe them any amount of back taxes? Or have you not filed in years? Is your heart pounding because you know they're wrong or you just don't have the money? Don't fight the state income tax board alone. The tax doctor is here to help you. The state is much more aggressive than the IRS in collecting taxes. They have the power to take your home, your car, your driver, 
driver's and business licenses, even garnish your wages, freeze your bank accounts, and go after your spouse. Solve all your income tax problems permanently and keep more of your hard-earned money. Make this 100% guaranteed risk-free call right now. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.